Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey girl, hey. Oh, I'm so excited to hang out with you today. I flew into Columbus, Ohio on the rainiest of fall days to meet with my publisher and other writers at this annual author's conference, not knowing a soul. And this is where I met my guest today, Crystal Waltman. It turns out we only live a couple of miles away from each other. It's crazy, isn't it? And that weekend sparked a great friendship. On today's episode, we're spilling the tea on five steps to creating and maintaining strong mental health to be the best mom and wife prepared for the road ahead. Are you with me here? Are you ready? Okay. I don't know about you, but I'll be taking notes for sure. I definitely could use more energy trying to keep up with my teens, and you probably could too. Crystal Waltman is an award-winning author, Amazon bestseller, health book of the year. It's called Quitting to Win, a proven plan to let go of bad habits, learn to feel and love yourself. Crystal shares her message of faith over fear and knows the value of taking care of yourself so she can be of service to others. Recovering out loud, Crystal has been speaking for the past five years, sharing her experience, strength, and hope. She's a contributor to many different platforms, sobriety, fitness, and nutrition, and offers online courses. She's a fourth-generation Arizonian. Is that how you say that? And a graduate of ASU. She's on the advisory board of Sold Out Youth Foundation. Crystal can be found between the lines of a softball diamond or hiking a summit with her husband and daughter. Crystal, it is so great to have you here today, girl. Steph, it's my pleasure. I love that you opened with that story, how we met, because I was going to just say that same story. It's just so crazy that we had to travel states away and we live a golf ball hit away from each other. <laughs> Literally a golf ball. That is so true, especially in Arizona. There's quite a few of those. Well, so I want you to tell me what what created the space, you know, for you to help women to let go of their bad habits and what does it mean quitting to win? Yeah, well, after I got into sobriety and made it to my 40th birthday, and I was just looking at my friends and family, I just felt this revelation to turn my pain into my purpose. And it was on that night that I decided to recover out loud, you know, that I had gone through all this pain, and how can I turn it in and help others? So, you know, writing the book has really helped me reach my tribe. You know, when you lead with your faults and your weaknesses and your pain points, you just find your people right away. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> I've got quite a few pain points and uh, <laughs> faults and weaknesses, and I usually tell those stories. So um, we definitely come across as relatable and authentic because, hey, that's how we got here to this place. And we want to save women, moms, years of heartache, right? Yeah. I, and I guess it's like, you know, we're all suffering to some point, you know, because the enemy's out there. But, you know, if you dress in the armor of God every day, you just get up and you keep going. And just to know that we're not 
that we don't have to suffer alone, right? Because we're all suffering at some point. And that's really has been the connective tissue to me and my people and tribe and, and making my pain into my purpose is just to know that we are not alone. Yeah, you know, and God created us as a masterpiece, created to do great things. That's Ephesians right. Ephesians 2.10. So, you know, God is our North Star. He is our owner's manual. And whatever we do, if we partner with him, it's going to be blessed. <laughs> you live a very healthy lifestyle, like how you eat and exercise and take care of your body. Oh, my goodness. It's such a great example. And at our first conference, when I met you, Crystal, you decided just off the cuff to hold like a mini boot camp for us riders. <laughs> I remember you would wake us up. You're like, ding, ding. Hey, your morning call. And it's six in the morning offering yoga sessions by the pool. <laughs> Tell us a little more about, you know, what we can do to feel good, to have energy, to keep up with our kids. Yeah, I mean... I got that from Kim Dolan Leto, Fit Power Hour, but, you know, time in the word, time with yourself gives you more time in the day, you know, and without that, you just start the day off wrong. And alcoholism really is a thinking problem, not a drinking problem. And it was then that I, and so even though I'm able to take that substance out of my life, I still have to recalibrate my thoughts every day. And that starts in the word. So just because I've taken the substance away doesn't mean that my thinking problem goes away. (laughs) So I find that my five non-negotiables to keep a strong mental health that everybody can do at home or start today or tomorrow, um, number one is water. So many people are walking around dehydrated. So the first thing you should do in the morning is drink water. How much water should you drink? You should drink half your body weight in ounces minimum plus take into consideration your workout or the day, you know, the outdoor temperature in Arizona. It's hot, so you got to drink more water. Number two is sleep. Um, a lot of people don't protect their sleep. And running on low sleep, so sleep increases our serotonin, which is one of our natural drugs that we try to get that high from, right? All Trying all these synthetic things of caffeine or drugs or alcohol, that stuff that makes you feel good. Um, so one, serotonin comes from sleep. So when you wake up with the full night's rest, your mood battery will be full. So different ways to protect your sleep, you know, kick on your do not disturb, have a good bed night routine or sleep hygiene, it's just non-negotiable. And then that, you know, allows you to wake up in the morning. Oh, that's a good point. Because sometimes I will wake up and maybe the kid's phone had some sort of like, you know, alarm at two in the morning. And then the dog starts barking and it just kind of catapults you, you know, and you're just thinking, oh, I can't get back to sleep for two more hours. And sleep is so important. And I think, oh, I can run off a of four four hours, but it really sets the tone for your day, how you act, how you feel, how you react, how you make decisions. It's all connected, right? It is all connected. So water, sleep, and the third one is nutrition. You know, eat God-made food. Eat this, not that. You know, have oatmeal instead of that um, pastry. Have almonds instead of the bag of chips. You know, pack hummus and cucumbers and you know, for your four o'clock afternoon snack. 
and just fuel yourself with God-made food. When people ask me over and they say, well, what are your food restrictions? I, you know, I say, let's not focus on what I don't eat. Let's focus on what I can eat. And I love God-made food. So if you can pick it, plant it, pluck it, plow it, you know, it's a good choice. <laughs> so Sounds like my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, right. So just go with, you know, the more natural stuff. It's actually easier to focus on what you can eat, all God-made food, than what you can't eat. Right. So if it comes in a package, there's a better choice. Ooh, I like that. There's a book out there like do this, eat this, not that. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I'm around you, you you are like that person in the room that lifts me higher on the health spectrum. Because for me, I have four teenagers and they're running around with, you know, they come in at night from working and they've got chicken nuggets or they're got a pizza and I can see. I can see your face now going, oh, dear Lord. (laughs) No, it's a challenge out there. I mean, so many people are walking around with autoimmune diseases and gut inflammation um, just because of our processed food in society. And it is more norm to have uh, autoimmune disease or a gut issue than it is to be healthy now, which is a sad slide on the scale of the health. I wonder if we even actually know how good we could feel. It's very rare. I mean, I like to cleanse a couple times a year, and that's when I get that feeling of high, of knowing how good you can feel. But I don't know that a lot of people get to experience that. Yeah, we don't even – we set – the the bar is low, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you're putting into your inbox every single day, every single hour. And, you know, th- if you think of your intestines like your employees and you never gave them a day off, how good could they work for you? And so I like to take a Monday, a Sunday or Monday, you know, and fast that day and just do juice and try to let everything catch up. So just think of your employees, I mean, your your internal organs as your as your employees, you know, and rest and recovery and mental health. All that plays into how you're feeling in your gut health. Well, let's go back to water. How much should we drink and what does that really do for our body? I mean, I know it's like, okay, water. And it's like, well, there's water and coffee, you know. <laughs> Yes, there is water and coffee, but how much should you drink? I'm serious, Crystal. (laughs) Yeah. um, You'd be surprised how many people don't actually drink any water, right? They just think liquid is water. But all of our systems, all of our major systems are made up with water, hydrogen, oxygen. It carries on a cellular level to all of our systems. So for your heart, for your muscles, body aches, inflammation, like some people are inflamed, they think, I don't need to drink more water. But when you're dehydrated, you need to drink more water so your body can release the inflammation and let it go. It's counterproductive to what you're thinking. But the more water you drink, the less water you hold. You know, it is interesting because I went to give blood the other other day. I go to give blood the other day and they said, well... Your blood is sort of thick, like it, ah. you know, like it was almost it hit the home run. You know, it only needed like two more ounces, and they were like, "You need to drink water. You're huh. you're dehydrated. You need to drink water." And I, I didn't even realize that that's what you know what's happening in your body. You can't even give blood fully because I had not drank enough water. Yeah, giving blood just once a year is a great way to cleanse out your system. Um, More for men, sometimes when women, if they're still menstruating, you know, they go through that process. And if you run anemic at all, that this isn't for you. But if you're a healthy body and you donate blood, maybe just once a year, even though you can give up to four times a year, just once a year will help your body recreate those new cells and get that going again. But yeah, it's a great way to test out your cholesterol levels and all the different levels that you get in your, you know, blood tests when you're when you're there. Wow. What what kind of blood test should I take? 
Do you have any oh, idea? Oh, you should just go donate blood regularly, and they give you like six different vitals along with that. Really? So you can just every 52 days donate blood. Every 52 days. You can lose a pint of blood and then recreate it. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I've, I dropped anemic for a while. Also, if you go in there, they'll test you and to see if you're anemic. And then you go, okay, I'm anemic. I need to go home and eat a steak. And then come back in two days and my, my iron levels are up. You know, So it's just a good health check for yourself. It's funny because I actually have too much iron. Mm. And yeah. I've never been anemic. And every time I go in, I actually give blood also to relieve the iron in yes. my system. I know exactly what you're talking about. And the lady will come in and she's like, have you been eating rusty nails? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I need to drink more water. I need to give blood four times a year. That's something I didn't even know. So interesting. And then I need to sleep. How many hours do I need to sleep a night? Yeah, everybody needs a little bit more, but a little bit more or less. But you know, six to seven to eight for us. Six, six hours is pretty good for our, for our age. I find our age. I'm young, girl. I'm young. I am too. Um, <laughs> you're younger than me. Okay, so <laughs> how do I, is there a routine for sleeping? Because sometimes I wake up and I think, well, I got like eight hours, but I still feel groggy. I still feel kind of behind the eight ball. What would you suggest? Yeah, there's like five different tips you can do to have a good sleep hygiene. And one is start a good bed night routine. It does matter if you go to sleep before midnight and based on the cycle, right? For every hour before midnight can count for two. I mean, I know, really? right? Wow. So if you just take a bath and start a, and have a good night tea, maybe light a candle, shut your devices off an hour ahead. Um, my alarm goes off at 8 p.m. every night and it's a hard stop. The house starts to shut down. And that's just the way we've done things, you know, since my daughter went to school. And because I know I can't start the next day already behind, right? And every day is a new day. And that's what God promises that the sun will rise tomorrow. And you just got to let it go and shut it down and start fresh, you know. Otherwise, we're robbing Peter for Paul. That's (laughs) right. And you never are done or caught up with everything. I mean, that's just the busyness of motherhood. You know what I mean? That's true. Every the day. list is never done, right? I always tell people that. that maintenance. Yep. Life is not perfect. It's just maintenance. That's I'm right. I'm on you too. I love this. That's right. Together. And staying spiritually fit in sobriety is just that. It's the daily maintenance because it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. You know, you got to get up today and then be spiritually fed again. Every day is a new day, right? Every day is a new day. It's, it's like, what? but I, I, I exercised three times last week, you know? <laughs> yeah. How'd you feel? Does that make you feel it, good? I felt great. And then, you know, life caught up with me and I thought, oh, I need to get this done. I need to get that done. And then one day I felt so tired and sick that I was in bed and I thought, you know what? Either I'm going to choose to choose life, right? And have the energy for my kids or you end up in the doctor's, you know, office. And That's right. So one way or the other, you're either going to invest or it's going to make you invest. Yeah. Right? And that leads us into number four, right? So we talked about water, sleep, food, and movement is number four. And so once you've got all these other three things in place and you can get moving and movement releases the endorphins, which make you feel better. So those are the, your micro pain uh, soothers. So as soon as you, if you wake up achy, if you start to walk, your body will feel better, right? So you just got to get your body moving and 
to get that pain away or your aches and pains. It's true. I mean, I thought, you know, what does yoga really do for me? <laughs> you know, and you're the queen of yoga and you're like, oh, girl, let me just tell you. I was like, but tell me a little bit about your yoga yeah, so I'm saving a spot for you always. You have a spot saved right next to me <laughs> at the club. Stephanie, ticket <laughs> waiting for you upstairs. Yeah, you know, in my book I talk about, you know, I trained as a high-performing athlete for many years. And as a result of that, had broke my back. And so I'm post-back surgery. So my life now is low impact. And it's something that I can do every single day, like that maintenance spiritual routine that we're talking about. My physical routine is also the same because you can't kill it. I spent so many years training for a show to be on stage or marathon to run or, you know, what is the next thing? And I was very yo-yoed up and down of my training routine. But now in my book, I just talk about this quick seven minute routine. As soon as you sit up on the side of your bed and your feet hit the ground, you can thank God for that day and start your stretch. You don't even need to go anywhere. You know, so as soon as you sit, uh, your feet hit the ground, you reach over your head, do a couple stretching, stand up and touch your toes. You know, it really is a use it or lose it type thing as far as health goes. So if you don't touch your toes every day, you one day you won't be able to. And if you don't get up and down off the floor, you won't be able to. And if you don't strengthen that hip or stand on one foot while you're talking on a cell phone for 10 seconds, you know, you're going to create that imbalance in your hips and then maybe break your hip one day, right? So you can start that seven-minute stretch routine just in the morning. And on the days that I can't you know, get to my traditional yoga class or whatever, you can do micro-workouts. Like at the top of every hour, you know, just do a quick five push-ups or do a plank for 30 seconds. Because today I know I'm going to be tied, chained to my desk for six hours, right, because I have a lot of output or content to create. But I have my timer on and I go, okay, it's 55 minutes to the hour. I'm going to stand up from the desk, run. You know, I like to put my feet in the backyard in the grass. Yes, and grounding. Then, grounding. Awesome. And then just quick do a plank, quick do some push-ups, drink some water, boom, sit back at the desk. So you can put in these little micro workouts on the days that you can't, you know, get to the gym. You don't need a gym to work out. You can grab a friend for Friday Friendship you know, walk and talk. And walk and talks are really my favorite. I love that because when you say quitting, quitting to win, you're saying quit making the excuses, you know, start making better decisions. I mean, there's so much we can do instead of saying, oh, well, my gym membership is running out or I need wear my boxing gloves or all the things I can do everything within me right here, right now. You have everything you need. You are armed with everything that you need. And these five steps to, to keep a strong mental health is really just a mindset that you do every day. You don't need anything. You literally don't need anything or anybody. It's up to you. You are the master of your domain. Once you surrender first thing in the morning, then you can be in control of yourself, you know, and to be become unhackable. I mean, your body, your brain is a computer. Your body's made up of systems and you're in charge of your computer. And the output, input and output. Yeah, and I'm the decider of how I'm going to feel and, you know, if I'll be able to run around with my kids or, you know, climb a tree or just yeah. be there for them, right? So it's not even just about me, but it's about the people around me, my family, my coworkers, right? Yeah, and, you know, with a lot of your listeners, you know, one thing I hear from a lot of women is I just want to wear shorts and 
be able to run around at the park with my kid or take my kid to a splash pad and not feel uncomfortable. You know, those simple things in life after having children, it's really, that's really your marathon in life is just being able to get up every day and participate. I spent so many days in bed, you know, with my addiction before I got sober where I was just filled with that shame and guilt. Um, And just getting up every day and participating in life is the daily win. Right. However you show up, at least you showed up. Right. You're there for your kids. You're there for your husband. And, you know, the less days you have in bed, the better. But I understand. Yeah, you want to want to be back in the land of the living again, because, right. you know, you've you've had these children, however, they came into your life and you want to have, you know, the fruits of your labor. You want to enjoy them. Right. And not just be like, well, I did all the hard work and now you don't even get to enjoy it because you don't have the energy or you didn't get the sleep the night before. And I was talking to a girl on one of the podcasts, uh, Marissa Rader, the other day about self-care and routines at night. And she was just saying how important a routine is. And and self-care is not just about like pouring from your cup, but living a life worthy that it's overflowing. You don't even have to tip your cup. Right, that it's overflowing. That's, That's really great. So tell me what your fifth step is. Connection, time in the word. You know, so my disease wants me to isolate. It wants me to shut my phone off. It wants me to think I'm not enough. The enemy thinks, you know, wants to keep you down and keeps you playing small. So spending time in the word is the fifth thing. Once you drink enough water, sleep enough, prepare yourself with the right food, get moving. Now you can spend time in the word. You know, I spend time in the word in all those four previous steps. The word starts right away in my head once I start um, those four previous steps. But just knowing that, you know, arm yourself with the armor of God every day and you can do all all things through Christ that strengthen you. And the enemy is there doing push-ups in the parking lot waiting for you to fail, waiting to put those self-limiting beliefs in your in your system. And it wants to show you that reflection in the mirror that you don't want to see. You know what I mean? And it's just being in the Word. There's no replacement for it. It absolutely is. It's like having a phone and a charger. If you don't have one without the other, it's just a weight. It's just a dead weight. And I'm a firm believer that when you partner with God, anything is possible, anything. But so often we're trying to just control everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like we can just grab like the wind and, and just spin it around, <laughs> you know, in our direction. And we're constantly like keeping the kids out of the road and keeping them alive and doing all the things. And and it's we the lies that we tell ourselves, it's no one in the Target parking lot, right, that's saying, you know, you stink as a mom. It is ourselves in that mirror because the devil is on standby. He wants to take you down because there's so much power when you partner with God. I love this. So we have water, sleep, food, movement, and connection. You know, I believe what you said on connection is so important because you talked about isolation and that's how the devil tries to keep us down yes. is by thinking we're the only one mm-hmm. we're less than we're not enough somebody else could be doing a better job at whatever we're juggling and struggling with and that's not true at all right mm-hmm. yeah and connection let me add to that connection time in the word but you need your spiritual sober girlfriends on speed dial and reach out to them you know as soon as you i start to hear something play over my head for 10 minutes. I'm just programmed to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, this is what's going on. 
and they're usually able to talk me right through and get me out of it, right? But the enemy wants me to be isolated and have that bad tape on rerun over and over and over again. So how do you stop that tape? And most of our repeat, our thoughts are 85% repeat a day, right? So it's very important that you're playing the right tape. So connection, time in the word and connection with your humans. Yeah, you know, they say you're the average of the five people you most associate with. And I always say I want to be I have such great friends that I feel like I'm the lowest on the totem pole. And I am totally okay with that. You guys make me better and I rise. So can you tell us what? How can people get a hold of you? Oh, thank you. Uh, My books on Amazon, they can go to crystalwaltman.com. My website isn't under constant construction of, you know, always building bigger and better. So if it glitches out anywhere, just please reach out to me. But my book's on audiobook. And I find that a lot of people like to listen to it in their cars or on their own. But it's written in a way for a small group study. It's part self-help, part memoir. And so you can, um, you know, grab it for yourself or for your friends. But reach out to me through any social, crystalwaltman.com. CrystalWaltman.com. I just want to thank Crystal for coming in today. She is such a blessing, and I, I love you, girl. And I, I can't you. wait for the next time we go for a walk and a hike and solve all the world's problems. <laughs> I love you too, and I love you if you're listening. And just know that you are not alone. You're not alone. We're better together. Better together. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars. And tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.